Halloween is such a fun time of year. You go trick-or-treating, you go to parties, you get dressed up, and you have a good time. But sometimes you decide to stay in and watch a movie. What movie will you be watching? Will you be watching Nightmare on Elm Street, The Amityville Horror, or Halloween? Hello, my fellow divers, and welcome back to another episode of Crime Dive, where we take a deep dive into crime. I'm your host, Lexi. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you're new, welcome to the water. We're so happy to have you. If you're returning, welcome back to the water. We missed you, and thank you for coming back to take another deep dive into crime with us. Please check out our episode description. There you will find the links to my TikTok and Instagram, as well as a link to help us out over here at Crime Dive. You can also find my email in the episode description for any business inquiries, and please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, share, download if you're listening on all podcast platforms. And thank you so much for your continued support and comments. I get so many really nice comments on my videos. I just want to say thank you guys so much. It really does keep me going. This is not an easy thing that I do. It may seem easy, but it's not because I do everything by myself. So thank you guys so much for your continued support. We're back with another episode full of spooky content. And today I'm introducing another episode in my new series, True Story Behind. Today we are going to be talking about the true story behind Halloween, one of the most successful horror franchises in our history. But with that, let's get right into the case. The first movie in the Halloween franchise came out in 1978. It was directed by John Carpenter. The first Halloween movie starred the very talented Jamie Lee Curtis, who played babysitter Laurie Strode, who was being stalked and terrorized by one of the most recognizable horror film monsters in history. Michael Myers, who was pretty much unable to be killed. In my opinion, the scariest parts about this movie franchise was the fact that the scary guy couldn't be killed. I always like, oh, that just gave me so much anxiety. In the movie, Michael Myers plays an escaped mental patient who was put in a hospital after murdering his sister on Halloween night. And he returns to his hometown 15 years later and goes on a killing rampage with babysitter Laurie Strode being his main target. But have you ever wondered what the true story behind the Halloween franchise is? Well, according to John Carpenter, he got the inspiration from Michael Myers after he visited a mental institution on a field trip when he was attending Western Kentucky University. They went and visited some of the most mentally ill patients in the state. And he remembers coming across a young boy who was about 12 or 13 years old. And he described the look on the boy's face as pale, emotionless, blank, and just completely evil. He said there was nothing but evil behind the little boy's eyes. It was one of the creepiest things that he has ever seen in his life. When he began his film career, he was approached by a producer to create a movie about a psycho stalker killer who was terrorizing a babysitter on Halloween night. And the first person that John Carpenter thought of as inspiration for Michael Myers' character was the little boy he saw in the mental institution. That was always something that set Michael Myers apart from other horror movie bad guys like Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees was the fact that he was just pure evil. He didn't have a sensitive side. He didn't have a story behind it that made him evil. He was just evil. There was no getting through to him. There was no empathizing with him. He was just evil. Now, some people believe that Michael Myers' character is actually based on an urban legend about a man named Stanley Steers who went on a killing rampage on Halloween night in 1923. The story goes that 11-year-old Stanley Steers went on a killing rampage after killing his own family when his parents refused to let him go trick-or-treating. Now, the reason why they refused to let him go trick-or-treating was because they actually didn't like their own son. Turns out, Stanley was switched at birth with another baby, so he was given to the wrong family on purpose because a nurse thought it would be 
funny. The family who ended up taking Stanley when they found out about this, they didn't want him anymore. They said, this is not our baby, we don't want him. So they wanted to get their actual baby back. But unfortunately, on the way home from the hospital, the other family, and the baby ended up dying in a car accident. Stanley had no choice but to go with the other family and they had to keep him, but they resented him for not really being theirs. Eventually, Stanley's parents ended up having another baby, a little girl named Susie, and they doted on her because she was their real child. And they treated her so much better than they treated Stanley. And on Halloween night in 1923, they both wanted to go trick or treating. Now Susie was allowed, but Stanley wasn't. And at that point, he had had enough. That was the last straw and he ended up killing his entire family with a butcher knife, including the dog. Like what did the dog do? Stanley also went out and he ended up attacking all of his bullies during his killing rampage. He was pretty picked on in school and at home. So he just had enough with everybody. Stanley was taken to a mental institution, but he escaped 13 years later at the age of 24 after killing the workers that tried to stop him. Eventually police got word and they were already waiting in the parking lot for Stanley who was getting ready to escape. Although Stanley was shot multiple times by police, they still couldn't kill him. And Stanley ended up killing them. I don't know about you if you've seen Halloween or not, but this sounds extremely familiar to the Halloween movie plot. Only difference is I don't think Michael Myers was switched at birth and I don't think he killed his entire family. I think he just killed his sister. People wondered, well, did John Carpenter base Michael Myers and just the whole Halloween plot in general on the Stanley Steers urban legend? Well, John Carpenter's never actually come out and said this. He's never mentioned Stanley Steers at all. It's just an urban legend because there's actually no known record that Stanley Steers ever existed. But what we do know is that Stanley Steers was not the little boy that John Carpenter came across in the mental institution. John Carpenter was born in 1948, which would have been 12 years after Stanley escaped from the mental institution. So that just doesn't check out at all. This has been an urban legend that's been spread for years. Some people believe that Stanley Steers does still haunt people on Halloween night and come out and continue on a killing rampage. But again, none of this has been proven. This is just what people believe. Comment below if you've heard about the Stanley Steers urban legend and if you believe it or not. Some people also believe that Michael Myers character is loosely based on serial killer Ed Kemper, otherwise known as the co-ed killer. Now he actually does exist. In 1964, at the age of 15, Ed Kemper ended up killing both of his grandparents. He was sent to the Atascadero State Hospital in California, where he was to undergo psychiatric evaluation for his crimes. Now the strange part is, is he was released six years later on parole on his 21st birthday. I don't know how you only spend six years in a mental institution after killing both of your grandparents before you even turn 18. But this is what happened and Ed was released. Ed decided that he wanted to turn his life around. So he decided to apply to become a state trooper. But unfortunately he was rejected because of his size. They said he was too tall and a little bit too big, which I've never heard of that being a thing. I didn't know that there was a size requirement for being a state trooper, but this was back in the seventies. So maybe you were allowed to do that then because I don't think you're allowed to do that now. I don't really know. So Ed decided, well, if I can't turn my life around and become a state trooper, I'm going to kill again. And that's exactly what he did. From May 1972 to April 1973, Ed went on a killing spree, killing eight people, including his own mother, as well as her best friend, five college students, and a young high schooler. Ed was a pretty sick guy. He went so far as having sexual intercourse with the victim's bodies. Yes, including his own mother. He also severed their heads, including his mother's head, and then he proceeded to have intercourse with her head. I know this is really disturbing, but 
This is what Ed did. He was a very, very sick guy. He was arrested four days after killing his last victim after he decided to call 911 and confess to everything that he had done. He's still alive to this day. He's 74 years old and he was sentenced to eight consecutive life sentences for all of the murders that he committed. Now again, John Carpenter has never mentioned that Ed Kemper was any inspiration to Michael Myers. However, a lot of people believe that he was inspiration considering the similarities. The fact that he killed a family member at a young age and was sent to a psychiatric hospital and the fact that he left the hospital in order to begin mercilessly killing again. John Carpenter created a very infamous character in Michael Myers, who has inspired so many Halloween costumes to date. I actually remember a time when I was in college and we were just walking around on Halloween night and a guy was just standing there with a Michael Myers mask and what I hope was a fake knife. And he was just standing there staring at everybody and it was so creepy. And he had his phone and he was playing the theme song. Now my campus was pretty open, so I don't know if this was a student or if this was actually just some crazy guy off the street. I don't know. To this day, I, st I still don't know but we just stood there and watched. The Halloween franchise was wildly successful and it consists of 13 installments. The final movie, Halloween Ends, came out in 2022, where Jamie Lee Curtis reprises her role as babysitter Laurie Strode to take on Michael Myers one last time. People don't always believe that this is really the last movie in the Halloween franchise because there's been so many. It's almost like Fast and Furious where when they make a new one, you just assume that another one's coming out in a couple years. That's how everybody feels about Halloween. It's been coming out consistently since 1978. People said considering how the movie ended, they're pretty sure it's the last one. I've never seen it before, but this is just what people have said. Michael Myers is the type of character who never dies, so is it ever really over? Comment below which Halloween movie is your favorite and I'll tell you which one my favorite is. If you're the first to comment, I will reply to your comment and I will tell you which one my favorite is because yes, I do have a favorite. Also, let me know if you think the Halloween franchise is over. Without spoiling the ending, tell me if you think it really is over. But with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode. We'll be back next week with another episode of more spooky content to end October. Thank you so much for listening and watching and I hope to see you in the water soon.